The latest in the gayest podcast is intended for listening by adult members of the LGBTQIA plus community and their allies. Discussions may contain material not suitable for folks under the age of 18. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, dear listener. Today we have a very wonderful and very insightful episode of our wonderful Latest and Gayest podcast. Today I will be interviewing an icon, a star, an individual of such prolific talent and notoriety that they don't really even need an introduction, but I'm going to do it anyways because I feel like it. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's pre-recorded and there's there's no feedback I can really get that matters. Um, I'm interviewing my co-host, Alex. Ah, you just want to gas me up, don't you? I do, because I'm going to tear you down in a minute. No. <laughs> Soon I'm going to tell you what an ugly bitch you are. <laughs> Soon I'm going to tell you how fucking fat you are. Oh my god. You got pimples. Oh my goodness, but for real though, so the issue that I've been having, okay, this is kind of gross, but I'm going to say pimples? it anyways. Yeah, oh. I get like, I have this lotion that I put on, so it doesn't get bad, but sometimes I forget to put it on, and I'll get like pimples on my shoulders and my butt a little bit. Oh, back knee. Not on my, it's like, not on my back, and it's not like, it's pimples, it's not like acne. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh my god, okay, have you ever gotten, um, like, for us bigger thighed people mm-hmm. hello have you ever gotten like those i don't know if, if you can call them like pimples or like whatever they are but they're kind of like so get like in between your thighs yes like those little bumps like I, can you technically classify that as a pimple um there's definitely stuff in there <laughs> um. <laughs> there's there's definitely something brewing and, and I did have one last week because I was on my feet a lot and running around between like oh, working yeah. and DoorDash and I popped it. and It was really gross. And it I, like, I can't bring myself to do it. I can. I just like I'm, let them go away on their own. I'm can... so the opposite. Like I have like this thing where like I don't like things being inside of me. So like pimples Says and, and the like, bottom. Oh my god, get off me. <laughs> um, I, w- I want them to be inside of me. I want to have control. But anyways, <laughs> like things like pimples and especially like parasites, that makes me like want to die. Okay. I don't like I don't like have foreign matter. Have you ever had a parasite? No. Okay. But I watched monsters inside me on the animal planet and I was equal parts mortified and fascinated. Oh. So I learned okay. about all the different kinds of like animals that can live inside of you like tapeworm like so many worms yeah. worms are so nasty have you ever seen those like the videos that kind of like come across your for you page like every now and then um and they're kind of like they they just like they come across your for you page and it's like some it's not like dr pimple popper but it's like somebody pulling like some like parasite or something like out of somebody's ear or something oh or like my a god or they're like it's like this ingrown hair yes turned out to no, be no, no, no. the most disgusting i saw one the other day oh we didn't start the timer it's, i don't give a shit anymore um a girl had a crab in her ear like a tiny crab what yeah a, a, a crab a crab what how does that even they're I, at the beach okay but, but like still crabs are like so this was like a teeny tiny crab. teeny teeny tiny i don't okay that just that's weird because i i just i can't even imagine like how one would how that would happen like I mean I guess like you know if you're sleeping at the beach or something and yeah maybe she like and, fell asleep while yeah she Sebastian dating. crawls up into your earlobes or some shit. Well, the thing too is they like make burrows and holes for themselves, mm. so they probably like have ways to like squish into small spaces. Fair enough. 
Um, I know a lot about animals. Actually, it's kind of true. I'm not joking a little bit. You, you, you honestly, like, I could see you being, like, a fun, like, gay veterinarian. Like, I think you would be, like, if you were a veterinarian, if you, like, went to vet school, I think you would be, like, the funniest fucking veterinarian. Because you'd just be, like, if you, somebody brings in, like, their dog or some shit for, like, a checkup or something, and then you're just, like, I don't even want to save your dog. It's just fucking ugly. Oh my god, be like, girl, like this is what you chose. I'm like, I'm sorry, I really hairless cats are just weird to me. I'm it's sorry, like, no, thank you. I don't you. give a shit about your emotional attachment to this thing. It's fucking ugly, and I'm gonna do you a favor, and I'm gonna put it down for you. That or I'd be like, um, it'd be like my dog like keeps like biting at his paw, and I'm like, okay, and I'll come back half an hour later, and they're like, what did you do? I just gave her some edibles. <laughs> She'll just chill I, out. Give yeah, her. Give, like, I'll I, give you the number to my dealer. Yeah, I gave I gave someone's corgi uh, poppers. <laughs> the the gay veterinarian who oh my God. gives a, a little pomeranian some some rush poppers. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, she's gonna get wild. She she's gonna is gonna get turned at the doggy daycare today, boy. <laughs> or I'd be really good at. I think I'd be a great gay teacher also that is one of my favorite genre of men gay teachers oh yeah i love them so much it's it's honestly i there's this one um person i follow on tiktok who's Mm -hmm. a teacher and he this the shit that he posts and like some of it's like real live experiences that he's had to deal with because he's like you know, he does not apologize for being a little bit more flamboyant, a little bit more like he paints his nails and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Oh, is it the pre-K pause guy? Uh, I don't remember the name, but he... Wait, I follow a couple on Instagram. Though. Okay. Um, but he like, he talks about like all the time how like all these these you know parents are like, I can't believe these little kids have to learn about like pronouns and i'm like they'd learn about pronouns regardless it's it, grammar it and that's like the it, one of the things that i find so fucking funny whenever people try to make the argument about like why are you trying to force our our kindergartners to learn about this one yes yes, yes okay yes, yeah that's him mr yeah. williams preck yeah that's him yeah it, yeah he's a dream he's fun I, he's so fun i love him I let him educate me. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, and there's another stay, one I follow. Stay after class for some stay extra credit. Stay after class. Yeah. Ooh. And I'll be getting that extra you credit. I'll be passing that class with flying colors, honey. You um, <laughs> Turn that F into a D. Oh. Ooh. 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 Hey, now. Um, <laughs> but I, like, it, it's so funny because people think that teaching kids to just properly say, like, this is my friend. His name is Josh. Or this she is my bombed friend. Snatch Game. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Bosco. Um, it, oh, it, which okay. Quick sidetrack. Um, earlier, when I was scrolling through Twitter, I saw um, a post from Maddie, and she was like, "I really hope that two thousand dollars from Olay is coming in cash." and not in shampoo because what the fuck are me and diabetti gonna do with two thousand dollars worth of shampoo with their bald asses <laughs> delete a bald it's like when a uh, fucking um sasha velour like won like hair care products oh my god on season nine oh my and god, then so she won i think she's a vegetarian or a vegan and she won like a lifetime a lifetime supply of burgers from sausage. hamburger mary's yeah i'm like you just gave a bald <laughs> vegan like hair care pro you basically just like insulted like the fucking like bald vegan yeah which i mean she won though so i I mean yeah she's she's cemented herself in in her oh yeah i just it anyway also uh on the congratulations willow on yes hope you reign congratulations to our reigning queen miss willow pill i i'm gonna be honest I was so happy because oh, yeah. 
last season for season 13, I was actually team got Mick. Oh, okay. I, which first off, let me just address something. I was team got Mick, but Simone did a fucking fantastic job. She was an amazing queen. She was incredible, stunning, beautiful, whole nine yards. Love Simone, Stan Simone. She did fantastic. Also, her finale look. I just which I think one? There was all oh, so amazing. Wait, wait, the, for this for Simone. For, oh, like her step down. For her. yeah, when she was handing over okay. um, the crown. But I I think she just she does it in such she does her drag in such a way that like literally only Simone could pull that off. Oh. I mean, it may be. So you're saying Rihanna can do something like that? So you're saying Zendaya would look like shit if she tried to do that? Is that what you're saying? I just want to get oh. you on the record. Oh, we're, we're starting the oh. interview. Oh, <laughs> so you hate okay. Rihanna? So, you really so you think Trinity K. Blanet is a dumb bitch? Tell so you me want why. To put Zendaya on glass. No, <laughs> I love Zendaya. I will forever of love course. Zendaya. But Simone, she just—I just think she. I agree. She just has like such a way about her that she, I just I yes. love it so much. Which, speaking of Simone, don't even. We're gonna go take a break. He's one day he's just gonna like shoot me from across the table. <laughs> you're and, gonna be like, sp- like <laughs> collect the insurance money and leave. <laughs> you're gonna be like speaking of. Sp- oh my god. Sixty minutes of gay bullshit. That's what it is. And welcome back. Uh, we are now going to commence the interview that um, I had mentioned previously. So, um, first off, um, when will you start making sense with these transitions? <laughs> Never. Okay, lovely. And you're not going to stop me. <laughs> but for real, the first question I want to ask you, um, I just want to start off a little, you know, fun and, you know, a little lighthearted. Um, okay. What, what's the most of money you've spent on, like, a thing? Ooh. If you can remember or think of. Okay. You know, I definitely consider myself a material girl. Oh, yeah. Material girl. Um, no, but seriously, I, I like, you know, I don't want to say that I have a shopping addiction. But, but if I see something that I'm like, mm, cute or like, you know, I think that would look really good in my possession mm-hmm. it, it i don't it who cares if i have a if my I have a car payment coming up this week uh, this jacket more important I'm i may right be in you. crippling debt right now but that hoodie that i just bought that was 75 dollars worth it i didn't just for the record i don't actually own a 75 dollar hoodie i'm not that insane <sighs> Oh. No, I mo- most of the hoodies I have in my closet are I think the most I've ever spent on a hoodie um is sixty dollars. Yes. And that was because I ordered it from like what my my favorite girl group, uh Little Mix. I ordered it from like uh when their their album Confetti came out. I ordered like a hoodie um with from like their merch website. Mm-hmm. And that was I mean I feel like it's no secret that stuff like that is usually like pretty pricey oh yeah even like you know we talked about like concert merchandise a while back and like how expensive that shit is but oh my god I cannot even like fucking begin to describe how much like even it just recently I purchased a a a t-shirt from Willow Pills merch website and it was, you know, it. I'm very excited for it to arrive, and I can't wait to wear it because I stand Willow Pill. But nevertheless, it was forty dollars <laughs> for a t-shirt, and I can probably get like three t-shirts for that price at yeah. fucking like even like H and M. Oh, 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 oh. Well, no, RuPaul uh, recanted. He did, yeah. Rue hatred for H and M. Rue has Rue has since had come out as a, a public supporter <laughs> of H and M, which I think is really brave. Oh, that's that whole interaction. It's is so hilarious. brave, so but, brave. Yeah, but so most money that I've ever spent on something, I think 
would probably have to be. So I am going to actually uh, this coming weekend, I am going to see there's this indie band that I'm a really big fan of. Um, They're called the band Camino and I'm going to see them on tour at the house of blues in Boston this coming weekend. So if you're going to be there, come say hi. Um, But they, you know, because they're an indie band and like, they're not as huge as, you know, say like Ariana Grande or something, their meet like their, you know, VIP packages aren't as like so if you were to go to like i don't know like a dua lipa concert or something oh yeah if you wanted to get yeah miss dula peep the price for a vip merch like you know package or something Mm -hmm. like that probably gonna be close to like twelve hundred dollars jesus christ i mean i like i can't (laughs) speak for for Miss Dula Peep, I, Peep. I'm not. I I haven't. I have not been to any of Miss Peep's concerts, but I, you know, they're usually pretty pricey for like a lot of the big pop stars out there. And for indie bands, they don't charge as much. And but it still was like I got um for the the concert that I'm going to see this week, and I got like it was i think it was like the middle like available like there were three vip packages and i got whatever the middle one was mm-hmm. um and i bought two tickets one for myself and my boyfriend and the total was about like 350 dollars. oh wow so it's it's gonna be worth it don't get me wrong i'm extremely excited um but I just like, I, I, it, that definite, and I'm also, I'm going to be seeing them again because they're doing like a part two to their tour. Um, and they're going to be going to the Oakdale theater in Connecticut mm-hmm. in Wallingford. And I bought the highest VIP package oh, God. for that one. So yeah, it's going to be great. But so, those were, yeah, those are definitely, I think the, um, the one for like the Connecticut show was probably closer mm-hmm. to like 390, oh, like wow. total after mm-hmm. like tax and fees and everything. So that, yeah, I think it, it, look, I'm a material girl. So material girl, of course, of course, of course. Very lovely. Yeah. Very lovely. Rich. I wish. I mean. We're living the life. It's this is the summer to be like going out and doing shit. It is hot girl summer. This is the true hot girl summer. This is gonna be like, I I think this summer is gonna end up being like, it, oh, you know I feel so like drunk. everybody. First off, I feel like everybody is gonna be like, what's COVID? Who who who's who is who's she? she? And you know, go super spread like all over fucking Palm Springs, but. Oh, yeah. You know what? If you've got the memories and, you know, if you had a good time, go have fun. Go do whatever. But do, you know, don't... Chronicling failure, be damned. You know, be be considerate of others, you know? Like, let's still do that. But also, you know, have a hot girl summer and have some fun. Hot girl summer. Yes. Um, Our next question. Who was your gay mentor, if you have one? Or who was the first gay person that you met? Well, technically, the first gay person that I met was at the so at the church that I grew up going to. I I was raised. Um, I it currently I don't really practice any organized religion, but I grew up uh, being raised Unitarian Universalist. No idea what that means. If you could. <laughs> For for those of you who don't know, that, that, um, that sounds like a sticker someone would put on their bumper. It, yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, when Unitarian Universalist is basically just like, don't be a dick. Okay. Like, maybe God existed. Maybe he didn't. You know who knows. But just like you know, fucking be nice to people you know treat people with kindness and Mm -hmm. like 
who knows, maybe God existed and like, here's a few lessons that like, if God existed, maybe these are some lessons that God would have taught, but you know, who fucking knows? So just like, don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of, um, Buddhas, Buddhism's like mm-hmm. second cousin. Okay. I can see that. So like still a little bit, it's like Christ, it's like Buddhism, but like if somebody added like, a few drops of like Christianity sprinkled in there. Yeah. Yeah. If a little, a little bit of Jesus sprinkled in there, but for the most part, it's just like, you know, don't be a dick. Drops of Jesus. That sounds like a band. <laughs> it's um, a, a fucking like Christian rock band. Uh, <laughs> or like they, if, uh, if they did, um, imagine if somebody did like a, a hyper pop, um, Christian <laughs> band, like, like Christian Charlie XCX. I was gonna think like, <laughs> let's ride to Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> vroom vroom, <laughs> bitches know they can't catch Jesus. Vroom vroom. Actually, they very much could. <laughs> <laughs> they did. The, oh, Easter true. just happened. Thank he, God, his oh, ass. He and but Mary, he's back. But, but Mary, he did Mary die. Magdalene, he rose yeah, from crystallized. The yeah, he had crystallized. Did you see um, Maddie Morphosis's tweet about on Easter? She tweeted a picture of it was Kennedy Davenport mm-hmm. in her like chicken look, yeah. but it was it. They put like a beard and like a Jesus face like on Kennedy, and then it was like, so they had killed me and they had like crucified me, but then I had risen from the dead. And now I'm a savior bitch ready to like spread the word of God. And I was like, that shit oh drives my me crazy. God. Uh, anyways, who's the first gay person? So first gay person I ever met at my church. There was this woman named Beth by, I believe. Um, Beth by by like, Bye. I think B Y E. It, I, I'm I could be wrong but she was her and her wife were members of our church and she was a Connecticut not not a senator I don't think she was a congresswoman for Connecticut I believe yeah she was she I think she was one of the the she was a congresswoman for Connecticut I don't I can't remember if she still is like involved in politics or not but she was like the it, I, my parents like they were always very good about like you know they explained when I met Beth like when I was younger she was like this is Beth and then she like enters like this is my wife and I was mm-hmm. you know it's very simple like these and are you know, two when women you're a kid, and you're like it. yeah it's like you got are... gamers on your phones so. <laughs> <laughs> you can I play Angry Birds. Um, Mom, I can't beat this level of angry birds. <laughs> Mom, can I can I have some cheese its? Um, no, but she like you know it was it was very my my mom was always very like chill about you know these are two women and they love each other and I was like oh fierce fierce love that for so them. she yeah she was always and she I I can't remember if she's still involved in politics to this day but she she's always kind of been like very cool and she's my dad still attends the church and according to <coughs> cut that know. out um <laughs> according to him she's like still there and she's like still vibing and she's still like a member of the church so hey beth hey beth hey girl but yeah, Hope she's doing good. she's fun. She's she's cool. I love her. So Was, you didn't have like a gay mentor at all? Oh, uh, not really. I mean, because like, so the thing is, growing, it, you know, the town that I grew up in, it wasn't like I didn't grow up in like you know a small rural town. The town that I grew up in was very like standard suburban, like upper middle class. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you've been to my town, you know we've got like a whole town center that has like a cheesecake factory and a Barnes and Noble mm. and like you know all this other shit and like Crate and Barrel and places like that and it's very much like our you know you can tell that 
the people who live there, you got to like have a nice job like to, mm. to pay for a house there. The, it, the only reason that my parents moved to the town that I grew up in was because of the school systems mm. when I was like younger because they wanted like me to go to like good schools. So that was like the only reason that they moved there. Um, but we, it wasn't really even until ironically, like within the past five years that my town started to become a little bit more like, we love the gays. Gays are great. Yeah. It's very, very that, um, like in 2020, they, uh, when the pride progress flag was kind of like becoming more of a thing, Mm -hmm. they painted a mural of it. Uh, there's this in like our town center, there's this little area kind of like near the Barnes and Noble where there's like this big, like brick street and Mm -hmm. they painted like a mural of the pride progress flag. And I was like, okay, fierce, but also where was all this support? Like, you know, fucking 10 years ago when I was getting bullied in school for being a little fairy boy. Oh, and I'm like, nice of you to finally, you know, get with the times. But and even like um, when like Black Lives Matter was at its peak there, they put a mural up on our library, our town library of, you know, like black icons throughout the years Mm -hmm. and it kind of like goes it's this like huge mural on the side of our library that like goes down these steps and it's very cool but it's also kind of like where was all this 10 years ago yeah where was like it did you really just decide to do this because black lives matter was like trendy I think that's a lot of a, a, a lot of people fell into. And it was just because it was like, you know, all this stuff was starting to become a really big thing. And the town governments were kind of like, we need to virtue we signal. Should, yeah, maybe maybe we should like support the gays and, you know, actually support black people. And they finally decided to like do something besides just, you know, the the minimum. It's always these symbolic gestures. It's never it's never an allocation of resources. It's never donating money in a, in any meaningful way. Yeah. Nothing uh, that ever actually helps the cause. They're just yeah. like, look, we we painted Martin Luther King on the side of a building. And, and it's like, like, okay, but... Okay, how are we going to reform the police system? In yeah, America? I'm like, how does this help the millions the like hundreds of black people being unjustly murdered for just like the color of their skin. Yeah. How does this exactly help you know, this? How does this painting of Martin Luther King help that anybody? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like in the, the pride progress frag, like what is this going to do? Who does this it's, help? You know, thanks for finally supporting the gays. 20 years later but <laughs> you're a little behind the curve dog exactly and like it doesn't do anything no it's just it, it's, it's it, virtue signaling it never is so i don't know it's fucking stupid i'm not sure how we got there but um <laughs> for this first segment our final question is oh, we, we we're both culinary people we both went to culinary school we both mm-hmm. know a lot about food Hello. What's the biggest food-related mistake you've made at one of your jobs or in one of your classes? If okay. you made any like big ones, one of my most memorable, one of my most memorable food fails. Top hashtag, five food fails. Hashtag culinary food fails. Um, I'd say one of the it, this one wasn't necessarily like I burnt a salmon or something, but like, yeah. One memory that will stick with me forever is freshman year. I was. <laughs> it's always a dark freshman. time. It's always freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Uh, you remember how we had like chef of the day, like in. Oh labs? yeah. So 
it was my, one of the days it was my turn to be like chef of the day. Mm-hmm. And th- just so happens that on the day that I was chef of the day, there was a woman from a very fancy culinary school up in like New Jersey, which I had never heard of, but mm-hmm. apparently this was like some very fancy prestigious culinary school up in New Jersey. And she was com- like, not only was it like my turn to be chef of the day and the menu that day was like something a little bit more. It was, it was either like Greek or like Mediterranean. Mm. Um, themed and then like this lady was coming to like observe the class so like i had a little bit of added pressure on my on my hands understandably so in that day uh, so you know we 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 would do those um like the mock services like you'd we would so for those of you who didn't go to our school we would do these like little mock lunches where in like our culinary classes, you couldn't, if you had like some friends that had like a little bit of free time, your friends could like come to your class and then we would treat it like an actual service at a restaurant where, you Mm -hmm. know, we would seat like some of your friends down at like tables and we'd have, you know, drinks and all the stuff and then you know we'd have somebody like take their order and it was like a real thing where you'd like fire off the orders like one salmon one consomme one like blah blah blah. um we didn't even get to do service that day why not things fell so behind like it i don't and i i don't know i just and you know i'm gonna be honest this is how i could kind of figure out that maybe I wasn't born to be a head chef or anything, but I, things went so behind, like by the time it was like, actually like all our, you know, people were supposed to come in for service. We were not even like, we were like 75% done. Like we still had like at least 20 more minutes of work to do. And it, we didn't even get to do a service that day. Like we just in, by the time everything was done, we had, we sent like everybody else home and we all just like made ourselves a plate of food. And then, um, our chef looked at us and he was like, so that was a choice. You guys, uh, kind of suck today. So like, let's clean up. And so uh, why did you guys decide to about that? So why why are you in your flop era? So yeah, I, I realize we're all in our flop eras, but this is like this ridiculous. Is sad. Yeah. And then no, those like, are the worst days of school. Yeah, and when like, you even don't at even the get end there. of class, he fucking um, pulled me aside. And he, he didn't uh, like he didn't like rip me to shreds or anything, but he was like, you know, so um I think we both know that things could have gone better today and I'm like this is a learning experience yeah and he was trying to like treat it as nice as possible (laughs) was it like there's there's definitely some things that I think we could have improved upon a little bit and I think you know we both know that there was you know there was something on both our ends so you know just 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 make sure that next time you know you're you're we're all on top of our it's a group effort you know just make sure that all of us are on top of our game you that? know it's a group effort here's the thing okay wait Sorry, there's a <laughs> um here's the thing too about those classes there are some people in those classes Ooh. that you just cannot rely on to do shit no never and sometimes I'm I'm not trying to be mean and shady, but I'm trying to be mean and shady. No, we're trying to be mean and shady. Okay. Some of y'all. There there were some people that like, no matter what you do, no matter how much direction you give them, Mm -hmm. at least in that setting, there's nothing, they're not going to like perform well. No, not at all. And they're just not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. And you can't make people take something seriously. They have to find out within themselves. They have to want to be there. Um, So, I mean, there are definitely times where I was chef of the day and I'm just like, Look at the chef. Like I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm doing half of their production for them. Yeah, and I'm supposed to be like planning like the stations. I'm supposed to be doing other shit, and I'm too busy like yeah. 
peeling potatoes because Stacy Ann and uh, fucking George, <laughs> fucking whatever, yeah, don't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. There was one time I had to. There was this one uh, girl in our class who I had to help because um, I was like the in one of our classes. I was like the one person who was like somehow successfully able to make like an ice cream like mm. we, when we did homemade ice cream mm-hmm. my ice cream base turned out the best and nice. when it was somebody else's turn she was flopping mm-hmm. pretty hard and our chef was like hey can you help her and i was like i have like all these things to do i have like 20 other things i need to be doing right now but yeah sure and i had to like basically put all those things to the side and help this poor girl because she genuinely just like didn't know what the fuck was going on. And like, even when I was like doing everything for her, the, the poor thing, she still had like a mental breakdown. And I was like, all right, let's just, let's just take a deep breath. Go, go get some air. I'll finish this. And, but no, it was, it was just like, there were people in those classes and they're also some, a lot of them just had like a really big, like self-inflated ego. Oh, see you had people who either people either had the biggest ego or the worst depression. Oh yeah. (laughs) Those are the two people Mm -hmm. that go to culinary school. Oh, absolutely. In the, cause they like, God forbid anybody else, but themselves is telling them what to do. And they're like, hey, we need to start on the the chicken piccata soon. Can you, like, finish getting the chicken breast ready? And then they'll look at you like you just called their mom a whore. Yeah, like, those people were fucking me? insufferable. Are you actually telling me to do something right now? Like, And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I'm chef of the day. And yeah, that's, your fuck- that's, your what, fucking- that's what I'm supposed to be fucking doing. Exactly. I'm your instructor for the day. So fucking go get a mallet and pound out these chicken breasts so you can make the goddamn chicken piccata. I don't know why you're doing all this other dumb random bullshit, but it's bullshit and it's dumb and it's random and it's not what we're supposed to be doing. And Goodbye. Your have a nice era. night. And you are entering your flop era. And it's, it's kind of so sad. Bad. It's very sad. And speaking of flop eras. Stick break. <laughs> And welcome back to our, oh my goodness, sorry, someone on Tinder. Exclusive interview. <laughs> Exclusive interview. I got distracted by boys. Oh, oh. Boys. Oh. Um, boys. Speaking of boys. M- boys. Charlie XCX. <sighs> this is the Charlie XCX episode. <laughs> um, is there a moment in your life where you just kind of like, was just soup feeling the pride feeling the gayness feeling the gay so proud to be gay so Ooh. proud well i will say one moment that definitely comes to mind which this i feel like is sometimes a little bit stereotypical but um one moment that definitely i think of is my first pride festival oh my Ooh. first time my first pride festival that i ever went to was Rhode Island Pride Yeehaw. in 2018? Was that was that the one? Like, it was, was I there? Well, no, you didn't go to the festival with me. Um, because but you like you met up with <laughs> and I like at the parade. Yes. And then like we, I remember like one of the nights we got like chicken nuggets and like ate by the yes. the harbor like in our bathrobes. I remember that was so much fun. We were just like singing and dancing. We were listening. We spent like we spent like half the night like eating like a twenty piece chicken McNugget, like by the harbor, just like sitting on the pier, kind of like. And then I put on like my I have like a playlist with like Drag Race, like yeah, lots of gay shit. Yeah, so much fun. Ah, love it. Anyway, but so that one. I, so my first Pride Festival that I ever went to, sadly, I, the festival itself, I attended by myself. I was, I was alone. Um, cause it, I, um, Lance and I hadn't started dating, uh, by mm-hmm. that point. And so it was the, it was the summer after freshman year. Yeah. So that'd be 2018. Yes. Um, 
so it was yeah lance and i hadn't started dating yet and i went with uh i was like going to meet up with a friend but they had to work that day and you had to as well so i was like Mm. i'm not wasting these tickets i'm gonna go and i'm just gonna like have a fun time and i just i kind of just wore like you know basic shit like i didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. but when i was walking around i saw like you know all these people in like they got like all the crop tops on and like all the sheer, all, all the, the mesh, all the skin, all the like showing shit. Like there were a bunch of people like walking around and like jock straps and shit. Oh yeah, and like it was. I had just like because you know my ass who came from you know a basic upper middle class suburban town in like Connecticut of all places had never really experienced a actual like pride festival and like even just attending school in Providence mm-hmm. was a not not a culture shock but like it was definitely something different because Connecticut doesn't really have a huge pride scene like there are drag queens in Connecticut and there there are like some drag shows in Connecticut like I um I remember uh, when I went to see Katya live, she uh, Katya was touring and mm-hmm. I saw her show that she did at the Bushnell, which is this like big theater in downtown Hartford. One of the local she had like a uh, she would have a thing where like one of the a local drag queen like from that area, she would have open for her. Instead of just like, you know, bring Trixie out or something, (laughs) you know, love Trixie, but she, and then, um, she had like one of the local Connecticut girls like open up for her and it was really cool. Um, but you know, there wasn't as much of a scene where I came from. So even just like going to, you know, school in Providence, I was like, this is the, I, uh, I'm not in, uh, we, we not in Kansas anymore. Exactly. And I kind of felt like it as time went on, I definitely was like able to kind of embrace those different sides of me even more. Like, you know, and even like when I was in high school, the my senior year, I I kind of like came to terms with my sexuality, but I wasn't like, you know, Ow. I was like I'm Ow. gay, but like okay, cool. Did you have that um, phase of your life? You're like, I'm gay, but I'm not like that gay. I'm not that kind of gay. Absolutely. Yep. The like mass gay to fairy queen pipeline. I went, yeah, I was, I definitely, there was a period of time where I was like, okay, I think I I definitely enjoy some nice wee wee now and again, (laughs) some, a good good penis. Um, but I'm not going to be like too much about it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need it's, to. It's not my personality. It's just like, you know, it, I don't, there was, um, have you ever seen this show? Um, it, or do you have HBO max? I don't Oh, Okay. Dragon. Well, if you ever get the chance, um, there's a show on HBO max <gasps> called the secret sex lives of college girls. Ooh. And it first off one of the funniest fucking shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Mindy Kaling is like the executive producer, and it has um, uh, Renee Rapp, who I knew from. She was one of the. She was like the second person to play Regina George in the Mean Girls on Broadway adaptation, and she, uh, her character on the show is kind of like a closeted lesbian. She's like this girl who came from like this extremely rich family and she's back in high school. She was like the popular bitch and she was like the rich bitch. And she, as when she goes to college, she kind of starts to figure out that she's into girls and she has this whole moment where she's like, I think I definitely like girls, but I don't want that to be my whole personality. Whatever. Here's the thing to all the mask DL closeted men of the world. Being gay is so much fun. Mm-hmm. 
It's so much fun. It's so fun. And it's, it's like straight <sighs> culture is like um like there's a there's an episode of uh where I think um Katya kind of described it in a funny way. Straight culture is like a black and white movie and gay culture is like Cirque du Soleil. It truly is cuz like we have much more vibrant nightlife. We have drag queens. Um we have uh like, you can, like, go see Go-Go Boys and stuff, and it's not, like, a strip club vibe. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because oh, nothing to, like, disparage strippers yeah. or any other form of um, no, erotic labor. is a very lovely profession, and there are a lot of strippers out there who are mm-hmm. fucking richer than, like, than me. your uncle who has been, it's, like, somebody's uncle who's been working in banking, like, his whole life. Like investment banking or some mm-hmm. shit. There's some strippers out there who make like ten times what they make, and that's fucking fierce. And I it salu- is fierce, and I salute that. But I think for like, at least for the gay nightlife and then for go-go boys, there's a little bit less shame mm. and ridicule around it, mm-hmm. which I want that for our heterosexual counterparts. Yeah. Um, you don't feel like you have to like when you go to a strip club or something. You you don't feel like you have to like. Like something sexual has to happen or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I also would love to go to a strip club one day. I think it looks, I think it'd be fun. Didn't there on that in, um, in Providence, you know, on like the, the street near, uh, the Harborside campus, there's like that big row of strip clubs. Yes, there is. Didn't. So for those of you who aren't from Providence, Near the Harborside campus of Johnson and Wales University, there is a there's like this big road and like further down the road is just this row of like like seven or eight different strip clubs. Mm -hmm. And it's like this whole area. And it's so funny. And like when you drive, when you're on like the the Jaywoo, the when you're on like the little school buses like heading back to campus you have to pass through that area so you know if you're like heading to campus to go to your like econ class Mm. you gotta pass by uh desire you gotta pass by the wild zebra you gotta pass by um wonderland i think oh yeah one of them um you gotta pass by all these strip clubs and it's it's really funny but didn't i i don't know i never like wasn't the wild was the wild zebra a gay strip club i don't think so i don't know i could have sworn like one of them i mean like i never i feel like i heard a rumor somewhere that one of the strip clubs was like a male strip club i haven't been so i wouldn't know but i'd i'd love i'd love i'd love i'd love i'd love i mean if it was i i probably would have gone I, we probably we, we would have known about it. <laughs> we would have been there. The gays would have known. We would have showed up. The, the gays would have known. All right, moving moving on. Oh. Um, uh, uh, okay, we're getting we're mm. getting into the serious 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 Ooh, territory. Okay, let me put on my my serious hat. Okay, what is your greatest disappointment, and how did you overcome it? Ooh. Sounds like we're right. I'm like I'm like giving you prompts to write your autobiography. <laughs> My memoir. Your memoirs. Um, God, my pants are so like. I'm not wearing underwear as always, and it's like really <laughs> coming to bite me in the ass today. But it feels you, so nice. Do you ever wear underwear? Very rarely. Yeah. Um, there are some days at work where like, the what I'm doing, I'm like picking stuff up and putting down, or like folding something in like a big <laughs> bowl. My pants will like ride down. You're. So, you're like making, you're like picking some stuff up, up off the floor, and your crack is like half. Yeah, my gooch is showing, <laughs> especially chocolate mousse because it's such an involved oh process. God. It's so yeah. thick. Yeah, yeah. I think my biggest disappointment was probably so, and this was, here we go, yet another one, freshman year of of college. Oh, no. Um, one of what a the, time. One of the things that I was the most disappointed in myself for, which ironically, 
I kind of didn't realize it even until like a couple years later. So during my freshman year of college, I was friends with a certain individual. And so we'll just call this person um, Larry. Fuck Larry. Um, So I was friends with Larry and Larry and myself and this this one other girl who we will just not refer to. <laughs> um we were like besties. We were like a close-knit group of 3. We even like we we were uh part of our uh college's theater group together. And we even like got to a point where we literally made fucking t-shirts together. Aww. And it was like a whole thing. And I think for the first time in a long time I had finally kind of felt like I had finally become one with the popular crowd. Mm, yeah, for sure. And I had finally like, or, or maybe I just like had found, you know, like theater kids who weren't like huge clicky bitches. Because mm-hmm. as much as, you know, I love theater, it can be extremely clicky. So... I, we were very good friends, and then Larry kind of had a bit of a habit of, he would, like, hit me up kind of, like, every now and then when he was in the mood, Mm -hmm. and try to get me to, like, you know, let him, let him slip it to me, and I was, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to stay friends. I was just like, I don't think we should do this. I I really just think that we should stay friends. And after about the fifth time, I was hope I was kind of under the impression that maybe he had finally gotten the message. Mm-hmm. So after a while, we come back from our like quote unquote spring break. We are entering the third trimester of the year and we come back from spring break. And we're by this point, we're kind of like in the middle of the rehearsal process for our school's musical. And when we came back from break, for some reason, um, Larry had kind of just switched to treating me like a dick. Mm. Like all of a sudden... I, he was just like, he didn't want to talk to me. He was like giving me the cold shoulder constantly. And like, um, I remember I told you about the, the stressful day in labs where I was like chef of the day and like Mm -hmm. all that shit went down. Mm -hmm. I remember one day in rehearsal, I was like chatting with some people about what had happened and he was kind of like listening from behind and then after I finished telling my story, he came up and was literally like, maybe that should tell you something. And everybody else that I was like talking with was like, whoa, what is your deal? And, Dog, like out of nowhere. What yeah, the fuck? exactly. It was. And that's the thing. He wasn't even like in the conversation until that point. But anyway, so one day and it would just like. It, the dynamic had completely changed. And after a little while, I had thought that maybe we had kind of at least come to a point where we could at least be professional with one another because he was the assistant director mm-hmm. and I was in the cast. And I thought that we had kind of just come to a point where maybe we could be professional with one another as assistant director and cast member. And one day I am giving two of my friends a ride home from rehearsal and we're kind of just like cruising along. And one of my friends uh, used to date Larry. They dated for like a, a month or so. And one of my other friends was Larry's roommate at the time in their dorm. Um, so we were, we were kind of bitching about Larry. Um, and there I brought up like what had happened with him kind of like you know just starting to act like a dick to me and then 
I had said how he kept trying to like hit me up for for some sexy time. And Larry, uh, Larry's uh, roommate was like, really? He's, he, he said he was asking you all that. And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, cause he's been telling everybody that you were the one who kept hitting him up to ask for sex. And I was like, oh, has he now? And even like his, uh, my other friend who was Larry's ex, he was like, I had heard that too. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And and luckily, you know, this is why I am still like friends with these people to this day. Larry's roommate was like, but if I'm being honest, I never really believed it because I know you're a nice person. And I was like, this doesn't seem like something Alex would do. Yeah. And he was actually willing to like, you know, kind of examine the evidence presented to him and be like does this seem like something he would do and he he wasn't quick to just like you know automatically believe him because he's larry because larry was a very like energetic like extroverted person Mm -hmm. and he was he was like friends with everybody so obviously Larry was like, you know, one of the more popular ones. And we it was it was a moment and it so the reason and this isn't just like me bitching about, you know, some, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the second part of the question. How did you overcome this? So, the reason that I say this is a disappointment is because for my entire life, I have always been on the outside looking in. I have never been one of the popular kids. Mm-hmm. I have never been one of the, even like, you know, in like my close circle of friends, I was never really like one of the more popular ones. Cause like, I, I just, even in like high school, I never was like at the top. Mm. I was always kind of just like floating around like, and the reason that this was a disappointment, this whole experience was a disappointment to me, was because I felt like I had kind of turned, I had finally gotten that validation mm. that I had been wanting for so long. I had finally gotten that craving of like, this is what it feels like mm-hmm. to be part of the popular crowd. This is what it feels like to be involved with, like, everyone who's, like, you know, it. And for me, I had always despised people like that. Because I thought, you know, I was always taught to embrace your differences. And, you know, if you're not, like, part of the popular crowd, then you're going to be the interesting, like everybody who's popular in high school, everybody who's popular, like in college, like if you were one of the popular kids, chances are you probably peaked in high school. Drag them. You're going to grow up to be like either some like sucky, you know, like you're some like middle management job at like a company that like nobody gives a shit about or like, you know, grow up to be part of some pyramid scheme. Like, Hey, girly, have you tried out this shampoo before? It changed my life. Here's how you can help others. Like, no. Exactly, yeah. And I had always hated people like that. And I was always taught from a very young age that those people are the ones who aren't going to grow up to be like it. If you are different, if you are not you know part of the popular crowd if you are somebody who really embraces who you are you're going to be at the top you're going to be looking down on them and you're going to say look what i fucking did i proved all you fuckers wrong and i kind of realized it a couple years later that i had bought into the hype Mm -hmm. I had kind of because you know I was finally getting that validation that I had wanted for so long and I think for me it was kind of a thing of this 
was something that I regretted doing and I regretted being a part of. Not like the theater group necessarily, but being a part of that like dynamic group of people specifically. And because I had soon realized after, you know, they took their time to kind of like shove me aside. Mm. I finally got to see who they were as people. And I am kind of, it, it took a while for me to realize it, but I, I overcame it in, you know, I am stronger now because of it. And I am, you know, as much as I would love to be rich and famous, <laughs> we're I, getting there. I want to, you know, I want to be looking down because I did it, not because I was popular for the sake of being popular. I love that. And kind of piggybacking off of that, we're going to do something very gay. What would you say to young Alex? <laughs> You really <laughs> just like that. I went through Alex's Instagram to find an old picture of him in like middle school. Uh, I I am. <laughs> thank, uh, you, thank you for joining us today. Uh, um, so, but would you say you could, to young Alex? So, what 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 uh, what I could say, and we're gonna have to wrap this up soon because yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. Going, we're going over. We're going but, way over, dog. But if what I could say to my younger self was cue the cue the um, sad music. Yeah, the, the the inspirational music. You are you're not gonna feel like you fit in. You're gonna feel like every part of you was wrong to begin with and you're gonna feel like it was always something that you did that is the reason that you are not fitting in but as you grow you're gonna meet some people who are gonna teach you that you are not the reason that you don't fit in oh alex (laughs) you are Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my god. I hit the table. I was um, really enthralled. This is very touching. You are not the reason that you don't fit in. It is not your fault that other people are boring. Drag them. You are one day gonna be looking at that former self of yours who thought that being too much was a sign of weakness and you're gonna think to yourself i can't believe i ever was you know told like that so don't ever think that being too much is the reason that you do not fit in you are who you are and nobody else is going to change that that is very beautiful and speaking of beautiful things let's take a break <laughs> oh am i bringing this in oh i, I can bring this in okay oh okay and that was another just lovely touching and thrilling episode with one of my favorite people alex on the oh, latest in the game you shouldn't have i'm so glad that the viewers can really get to know the the true me and what a heinous bitch I am. <laughs> and, and that's why I love you. Dragging every, Larry. every person in sight, especially Larry. Fuck that bitch. Larry, your hometown. I Hey, what can I say? I'm gay. <laughs> um, but speaking of being gay... You can subscribe, rate, and review the latest in the gayest on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. And now YouTube as well. Hell we are yes. finally on YouTube. We finally have a YouTube channel um, every single day leading up until uh, this this coming, uh, this brand new episode. You, you can now find 
every past episode of the latest and the gayest on our YouTube channel for free. And this episode will be available the following week. Hell yeah. Fierce. Fierce Um, diva. Diva boots. And speaking of diva boots, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, and TikTok at TLATG pod to stay up to date on all things the latest and the gayest. And also please go to our link tree, which can be found in the bio of all of our social medias to not only find all our social media links and where you can listen to the show, but you can also find some links and resources on how you can help the people affected by the tragedy in Ukraine right now. Diva. Diva boots. And with that, thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.